In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The best thing Jesus says to you is your sins are forgiven. The best thing Jesus says to you is also the most offensive thing he says, according to some of the scribes. When Jesus forgives the sins of the paralytic, they respond, this man is blaspheming. No small charge. Their response is the response of the old Adam and all of us to the God who creates, saves, and makes his creation holy. If we knew that someone somewhere has the authority to forgive sins, we would run, not walk, to meet that person. We don't even have to ask this person's permission to forgive. In fact, we don't even run to him. He comes to us. He finds us where we are, as we are, just as we sing, just as I am, without one plea. And he tells us when he finds us, take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. Our response, though, is like that of some of the scribes. It's blasphemy to say that someone has the authority to forgive sins. A reason why they say it is blasphemy is because sinful human beings, you and me, want to handle that authority alone. We believe, as Christians, that our Heavenly Father has given His church on earth the authority both to loosen the sins of the penitent and to bind the sins of the impenitent. We call this authority, as we learned in Catechism instruction, the Office of the Keys. Like fathers do, our Heavenly Father bestows these keys to the church as a gift. Like children do, however, we grab the keys out of daddy's hands and say, mine. Once we grab the keys from our heavenly father's hands, we go hog wild abusing his authority. We bind the sins of the penitent and loosen the sins of the impenitent. We call evil good and good evil. We sit on the judgment seat scepter in hand, and lay the smack down on all who have wronged us, whether or not they are penitent. Anyone who gets in our way will endure the buzzsaw of this God-gifted authority now turned into human corrupted authority. That's the way of the scribes. That's the way of you and me. When we deal with those who have wronged us, and when we deal with them alone, what we forget to realize is that we, like those who have harmed us, are paralyzed as well. We're paralyzed in fear because we are not in control of God's mercy for sinners in Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, forgiveness is given to those who deserve it. As long as we get to tell our Heavenly Father who deserves to be forgiven. And the list will be short. Chances are there's only going to be one name on the list.
me. The others, let them tremble. The more they tremble, the more they beg, and the more I love it. That is not the way of Jesus. The way of Jesus is to say, your sins are forgiven. No catch. No zero copy spoken a mile a minute at the end of a car commercial on the radio. No writer on the contract of a rock and roll band who asked for only, and I mean only, brown M&Ms in the dressing room. There's only four words. Your sins are forgiven. Now that's something. Then comes the icing on the cake. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he then said to the paralytic, Rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose and went home. Standing in Jesus' sandals, healing the paralytic would be the first and only thing that I would do. I'd go for the floor show myself. Forget about the opening act. Let's get to the main thing, the healing. (laughs) I can't wear his sandals, let alone loosen the strap on his sandals. After forgiveness for our Lord Jesus comes healing. And for the paralytic, the healing means just what Jesus says. Jesus says exactly what the guy should do, and the guy does it. Perhaps for the first time in his life. He gets up, picks up his bed, and starts walking. Now, wouldn't it be nice if Jesus shows up here at the corner of Ellickson and Park Street and starts to heal all our infirmities? If he forgives sins, how about taking a crack at uh, cancer or dementia or depression? There you and I go again, grabbing that authority from our Father's loving hands and yelling, Mine! Stealing God's honor and ascribing the Godhead to ourselves. There are people on YouTube who love to call out other people who have served in the armed forces for this thing called stolen valor. For one man in particular, it's his retirement job. He's constantly tracking down people who say, oh yeah, I did this, I did that. I was, a, I was a Navy SEAL. I was in this class and I did this and I did that. And come to find out the guy or the gal never did any such thing. For a member of the armed forces, whether active duty or retired, it's offensive to steal valor like that. You and I, though, steal God's valor when we usurp his authority and make it our own. God should be angry with us. And he is. Fellow sinners, fellow redeemed sinners should be angry with us. More than likely they are. Nevertheless, God transfers his wrath over sin, over stolen valor, to his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. He has the authority to forgive sins, and that's exactly what he does. 
In spite of the scribes' hubris over this display of authority, Jesus has the final say over sin and death in his death for our sins. Jesus alone has the authority to be our scapegoat. In the Old Testament, we hear about a goat being picked from a herd, and the priest would lay his hands on the goat and place on the goat all of the sins of the community. They would walk the goat out to the walls of the city, and they would let the goat go, wandering off into the wilderness. And with the goat go all the sins of the people. That's Jesus, who dies outside the walls of Jerusalem for our sins, whose blood bespeaks us righteous more than any blood of bull or a goat that has ever been sacrificed on a Jewish altar anywhere. It is the blood of Jesus, beloved, that cleanses us from all sins, and that's the blood that stands behind the church's authority to forgive sin. The blood of Jesus is where we find our ultimate healing. In Christ, we are judged innocent, innocent of all sin. In Christ, we live. In Christ, our bodies will be raised from the grave and made perfect in him. That's the healing, the ultimate healing that you and I are waiting for. It's ours now in its fullness in the day of resurrection. The crowds... Matthew says, glorified God who had given such authority to men. I never get tired of looking around the church building. I'm here practically every day. And I'm still not used to it. I find something new every day around here that I've not seen before. As you look around this building, and I encourage you to do so, especially when the sermon gets boring, remember one thing. This building is built for one reason. The forgiveness of sins. Everything that this building says without saying a word speaks the forgiveness of sins. Not just the sins of the people of St. Peter's Lutheran Church, Arlington, Wisconsin. Your sins. My sins. That's what this building proclaims. From floor to ceiling to wall to wall, in sermon, song, and sacrament. The forgiveness of sins. Dave Jewell can't forgive anything. It's not my authority. Thank God, because my authority is bupkis. You have called me, however, to speak someone else's words. And you've told me that's what you want me to do. There are going to be times you're not going to like it. 
And then there are going to be times where you're going to call me up and say, could you say those words again, Pastor? I need to hear it. As much as I love to stand in this pulpit, as much as I love to stand at that altar and put Christ's true body and true blood into your mouth, the one thing that I love to say right here in this building, in our time together, is in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I'm ordered to say those words. God's put me in the office of the ministry to say it. And you've called me into your midst to say it. So I'm going to say it. Week after week after week. You going to get tired of it, Pastor? No. Never. Going to come up with a new way to say it? Probably not. Definitely not. What's wrong with the way we're doing it now? It's not broke. I'm not going to fix it. Judy's rule, remember? It's the best thing I do on Monday night, on Sunday morning, and every day of the week. It's the best thing the paralytic ever heard. And if that wasn't enough, Jesus said, get up, take your bed, and go home. That's what he did. But what came first? Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. Sure enough, they were. And pretty soon, the corn shocks will go bye-bye, and the Christmas trees will be up, and we'll see that manger. And we'll meditate on Jesus, God becoming man, Emmanuel. And when we hear Emmanuel, and when we see Emmanuel, we believe that Emmanuel comes not to look cute in a crib, but to cover you with his blood for righteousness, for forgiveness, for eternal life. That's the best saying, isn't it? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.